0: You're not alone when it comes to trying new shiny diets, each one promising to make you feel incredible until you realize it's making you feel hungry and deprived and damaging your confidence a little more than the last diet you tried. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Anti-Diet Podcast Show, a podcast on a mission to help you break free from yo-yo dieting and equip you with evidence-based advice so you can feel more confidence in yourself without ever feeling deprived. I'm Farah Karamburi, a deep health practitioner, an author, a key ho- keynote speaker, and the founder of the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Each episode is created to help you take one step forward in your weight loss journey without being on a diet. Each day I will bring you a wealth of knowledge about how you can lose weight without being on a diet. And each week I'm going to be joined by a guest or a client that's gonna give us the insights and the expert advice in the world of well-being. so together we can learn from real life trial and triumphs. and the founder of 30 Day Anti-Diet Challenge. This is a professional women's a no BS way of losing weight and also keeping healthy. So this morning I want to talk about how your past cannot define your future. And the reason I want to talk about this is because um, this entire week I've been talking, about, uh, talking to my clients uh, either face-to-face or uh, going for walks with them or on Zoom. And something that became really apparent was... Um, what has been happening in their past? Now, for some of them, it's taken a long time to get to a stage where we did what we've done now, not understanding some of their behaviors that don't serve their goals. And it's very apparent what actually happened as a childhood in your childhood that actually comes in to play as an adult. If you have lived solidly with two parents, say mum and dad or whoever your primary carer was, whatever whatever happened there determines how your behaviors are right now this is what I've seen firsthand this is not me doing any kind of research in it or anything like that so this is this what I'm talking to you about is real life stories this real stuff happening right now um one of my clients um just all her life wanted her approval for um, her dad uh why because he um he wanted her to be a specific person, uh, wanted her to choose a career which was, um, which had a status next to her. However, she didn't want to do that. She wanted to do something completely different. So she always felt like she never was good enough, you know. Imagine growing up knowing that you're not good enough. So when we have children now and we keep pushing our feelings onto them and our, what we think they should become, you, what you don't understand is the damage that's happening in between. Okay. Now, there's no one to blame here. Let's put this very clear out there. We are what we are because the way we've been taught and the environment we live in. You can't blame other people for it. Blaming parents or grandparents isn't going to get us anywhere. However, the the reason I want to point it out is because I want you to be aware of where your behaviors have come from. So, this particular client of mine, she didn't want to become this particular status symbol which her father wanted to be and she could never prove herself enough in front of her father's eyes. So she just continued to... Do her thing, but also in, in between, maybe became a real rebel and thought, well, you'd never like what I do. So what can I, you know, what can I do? And then she makes a massive decision of her life, but just really to please her dad. And that decision isn't the right decision for her right now. And she knows it. She knows enough. You know, she's been educated enough, got enough emo- emotional intelligence to realize the decision isn't right. But I'm going to do it because all my life I've done things that my dad has never approved of. Nothing wrong, by the way. We're talking about something talking about the studies, um, but I'm going to have to marry, I'm going to have to marry this person because I think it's going to be okay. I, I'm sure, you know, they will, we will grow to like each other or, you know, big, big signs there, warning signs, don't do it. But ignored those as a result of parents perhaps not being supportive at that time or, or dad in this particular case. That then, that then made that, that carved the, the path for her life, didn't it? because she made one of the biggest decisions of her life to not necessarily please herself, knowingly that it wasn't right. And that calf that that was her destination was then almost delivered because she made that decision. And things did not work out after a few years. Um, and it was, it left her really, really raw and sore, you know, uh, the, the the damaging effects of that knowingly she shouldn't have done that she still did it because there was this I should I should you know do this to please my dad or I think my dad would be happy if I did that and then you have and then we had another conversation uh about that uh, this is a different client now and we are we've been really finding we've been really digging deep to find out where the habit of going into just just eating like chocolate for example you know where why is it so strong like you always thinking about this particular food constantly, where does that come from? You know, we've never got to the bottom of it really, but the question's always been there. And I was asked because I still believe in getting to the bottom of something. And This is how we, this is how I coach. If we can get to the source, and sometimes there's no solutions at the source, but a realization and awareness, ah, I see, that could be one of the reasons why I behave the way I do around food. And that's what makes you, That's what makes you progress in life. Otherwise, you're stuck and you just don't know. And to get to the bottom and the source, you have to have some deep conversations over and over again. You have to be prepared to not ignore it. You have to be prepared that it will hurt a bit. You have to be level up with yourself. You just have to bring it out. It's there. You know it anyway, but you're just not clear. The clarity is in there until the right questions are asked. And when the right questions are asked and discussions are had, like we have discussions in group format, small group format, these things make people think. So that hour of discussion that we have every week with the group, uh, accelerator group, the group of three ladies, they go back and they think about these conversations. And then they think, well, yeah, let me think, you know, that's a little light bulb moment there. And then they have a revelation and they almost like, I know where I'm going. Well, actually, that, what that does is makes you move forward from where you're stuck, Because when you're stuck and you keep blaming yourself and self-sabotaging because you are silly and you are so weak and you're pathetic for not sticking to anything and you, why can't you just give this up? I know know it's not good for me, but I still can't give it up. When you're questioning like this constantly, there is a deeper answer there because it's not you. You take accountability for your behavior, of course, because you are taking the action. But what's bigger than that is what's driving you constantly to the kitchen? What's driving you constantly to pick up a chocolate bar or think about a chocolate bar? And then you tell yourself you're not going to have it, but then you think about it because deprivation leads to thinking about foods that you've told yourself you can't have. So you keep thinking about these foods constantly. And then if you think about anything constantly, wherever your energy goes, your focus goes, energy flows, meaning you're going to go and get this thing eventually because you're thinking about it so much. So now we now know the source of what actually happened and what the the summary of it is really that um my client's mum was very, very strict and she wouldn't let them have any she wouldn't let neither of the siblings have any um children have any chocolate or any candy, or should or be very uh, controlled in how much they had. And they will go around finding, figuring out ways to get it because all other kids had it. Most kids had it in school, but they didn't. So they were brought up in kind of a bit of a deprivation when it came to candies and things. And one would think they're doing something, re- the parents doing something really good, uh, creating a healthy lifestyle. But there's a, that difference. And I said, I, I actually said it on my podcast, you can actually get obsessed about things like that. You, and it, this is actually a form of disorder when you get obsessed about not giving your children any form of sweets or sugars because their friends friends. It's all around, you see. So when there's no balance, i.e. the health food is 100 percent, but the other, um, the junk food is nothing. The balance will, that's not called a balance. That's very extreme behavior. Um, and that extreme behavior can sometimes cause some children to, in their adult life, <clears throat> excuse me, when they actually become 18, 19, they go off doing their own thing. What do you think they're going to do? Now they have freedom, you know, and, and they know that they've been told not to have it or they got yelled at if they did take one uh, out the cupboard um, or went and bought some and hid the wrappers in their bag or whatever not. All of these are signs when you can't actually eat things in peace and ease and in front of other people you're hiding it that's because you've got something to hide and that's not a good sign so when you become 18 19 you have your own money you have your own life you go and binge eat now because no one's going to stop you now because the parent is not involved plus you're on your own so what happened here was this parent forgot to or didn't quite know how to balance and also didn't teach them reasons behind it so put in a, they're put in a boundary quite solid quite high up there one couldn't that, one that couldn't be climbed over however they didn't quite explain the reasons behind it when you just tell your children you're not having it because you haven't explained how much sugar they've already had what what's in this that you don't want them to have so often um what are the benefits and and what are the um, negative effects of having this too many times when you haven't explained any of this how Everybody has got brain and they have logic. How would they logic with this? How would they come to terms with why they're not having it? All they're seeing is their mother is a nightmare for not letting them have it. And they, in fear of her, that's it. There's no understanding behind why not. So you're then grown up thinking all the sweets are bad. So you're now building a rapport with food, not really good. So you may then grow up actually having an... uh, you might become obese. You might put on lots of weight because you just don't know the education behind what does a balanced food look like versus just being told you're not having these because they are not good for you. That's it. And that's not the truth. That's not the real reason. So when you are going to, so going, you know, so these effects from, from my clients, they're in their 40s right now, but this is how they've been brought up. And no one can be brought up perfectly, by the way. These are just things that we have. This is just reality. What we want to do is to come to terms with this this kind of awareness by firstly speaking up about him. This one of my clients that kind of came to this, she really thought about where her um, emotional eating comes from, um, had been talking to uh, her sibling and kind of confirmed a few things with each other, which brought it into... Open air the conversation, and when you say it out loud, you're almost saying, "Right, I know what this is." It's almost like solving a puzzle. How, what's that feeling then? You solve a puzzle, you're like, "Oh my god, thank God for that!" Until that puzzle is solved, how do your mind? How does your mind feel? Really frazzled. You're looking for that piece constantly. You just can't rest till you find it. This is very similar to that when you're just not aware because the conversations are not taking place. If she wasn't my client and we never had this conversation, maybe she will never figure it out. Or she may figure it out in very much later lives. Maybe she'd been a victim of many, many diets by then. She already has had. Many of my clients have already tried many, many different diets. And the diet isn't going to fix something like this, is it? The diet is going to give you, tell you what you need to eat stick to this, you lose the weight, but then they put it back on because no one's dealing with the emotional side of it, the mindset side of it, the actual blueprint that you are presented with. What are you presented with? You know, some, in, in when I was growing up, there was no sweets and chocolates to be, it wasn't even around in, in Pakistan. They just don't have them. But I had my fair share of other things that were presented to me and I still have those cravings and those taste buds. I've still developed those. So like tamarind, for example is one of my examples. You could go buy in Pakistan. They'll put it in a newspaper, like a small amount. How disgusting. Now I think about it. Not even clean, but you know, I didn't die. I'm still here. So you go buy that for 50p or 50 rupees, not even those uh, pennies, obviously. And you bring it home and that taste bud has developed for me. And I, when I'm in shops like Asian shops, I look out for things like this now because that's in my DNA. That's what I like. And my sister's like that. Both my sisters are like that, actually. And I don't know if my brother's like that. I'm not too sure. I don't really hang out with him long enough to kind of figure this out. But there was no sweets and chocolates, for example. So don't th- I don't think about them as much as other people might do who have been brought up here. And, and there we go. There, there's a clear difference. And the food was in abundance, but there was a lot of fruit. And I know that I like fruit. So I need to always watch because there was always fruit in the house. Um, so my go-to could be Fruit could be a few grapes just to help me to get over my um, craving. So I wanted to say this to you, that don't let your past define your future. Yes, if you've been brought up like this. Yes, your blueprint is this and your DNA is this. But you can change. But there's a process to follow. Don't expect yourself. Get up one day. Oh, right. I know my mum did this to me. So... I'm not, you know, I know it now, so I'm not going to do it. That's not going to work. What you need to understand is, right, this has happened to me. Be aware of it. Accept it. Talk more about it if you need to. Ask your mom a question if she's around or your dad. And then from there, what steps do you need to take? Now you're aware of it. Now when you go to the kitchen to get those items of food that you want to eat when you're not hungry, when you're not uh you've had your meals, and but you're still doing it because a habit has been created. It, you may think about alternatives. So you may think, okay, here comes 11 o'clock and I always feel like having something sweet at 11. So what I'm going to do at 11, I'm going to call a friend. You may be at work, which is easier, but you might not be at work every day. Okay, the weekends are much difficult because I don't know what else to do. So come 11 o'clock, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go out for a walk. I'm going to Um, have a coffee with a friend. So you will come up with something that just distracts you from that exact moment of weakness that's coming on. It's almost like an addiction. You know that when you, if you've ever smoked, you have this strong feeling of, I need to light up. This is the time I need to light up a cigarette. That's the feeling you're getting with a sugar addiction as well. So there's there's a two side to this. There's a sugar addiction and then there's a habit being created. So both the bond is very, very strong to break through. So don't expect miracles from yourself. Don't expect in one day you're going to stop. But working on that, and even if it took you a year to work on that behavior of yours, because as an adult, you take accountability for your behavior, you can start chipping away slowly, coming to a little bit of realization. Even in the end, you eat this stuff, but you've given it a bit of thought before you were fearful. what's, What's on the other side of fear? Freedom freedom is on the other side of fear. So give yourself the opportunity to sit in that fear for a little bit. In the past, you've ignored their fear because you don't want to face it. It sucks. We know that. So if you just quickly eat it and not think about it and don't want to shame myself or, you know, I'm going to shame or you might shame yourself or say a few things to yourself. Now, if you've done this three, four times in a day, you've you've told yourself off four times. Imagine you, you telling your friend off four times in a day for what she's doing. It isn't going to happen. Being told off by anyone as an adult is not nice. So think about about to self sabotage yourself. Think about uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this, but I am gonna be kind to myself and ask myself what can I do to reduce this. Reduce one percent difference, one step forward. That's all is what required by your body. The habits are since you were a child. Don't expect to be, have miracles and finish all of this and get to you know, a, a six-pack body because you've given up all of this. Work on the things that you're good at first. And the things that you're not good at, just do very, very small work in that section so that you can keep chipping away and making progress. The fact that you've had a realization or had a light bulb moment is fantastic. It's huge. Some people will pass this world and not even have that realization because they've not had enough conversation, the deeper conversation, meaningful conversation. So if you have an opportunity to sp- speak deeply to someone, and this is where the counseling comes in and the therapy comes in or a coaching session comes in, we where people like myself will ask deeper questions on how did you, why did you get there? You know, what happened? Why do you think about this constantly? And the answers will come. For the first 10 times, the answer was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's fine it says okay ask a different question ask a question in a different way in the end you get to you get to a realization and an answer which is a massive epiphany for my clients and i know that by actually coming to this realization they're now moving forward to a better place they already have but you know even further into it making peace with the past forgiving some of the people in the way not blaming others talking about it not blaming being factual not blaming I did the same myself. I blamed my mum for leaving me and didn't get me anywhere. In fact, now I look at it as a gift because if I wasn't left and I've had a perfect upbringing, I wouldn't be talking to you like I am now. So that's the difference. It makes me a better coach, a more trauma-aware coach, deeper, a bit more meaningful, which always means one thing, results, and no diets. So thank you so much for being with me. And I will see you on Monday morning. Have a great weekend, and uh, it's my birthday tomorrow. So I am. I have. I know one thing. I'm doing is going to Taco Bell. Taco Bell, new place. My sister's taking me for lunch, and then we're taking it to Firston Lake, obviously, because we can't sit anywhere, <laughs> and having it there. And that's all I know. I don't know what else I'm doing so but I'm sure I will uh, fill you in on Monday take care guys have a great weekend be blessed and I'll see you soon hey everybody this is Far again, I wanted to invite you to the best thing I've ever created inside the deep health community. It's a challenge and we call it the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Every professional woman is one challenge away from achieving the life where she can gain control over her health and her weight loss. I've created this challenge to help you lose up to 10 pounds in weight no matter where you are in your weight loss journey. This challenge is going to help you to understand why the diets you've tried in the past that haven't worked and why eating this way can revolutionize the way you look at food and transform your body and create that ultimate success. I recommend highly you do this right now. Stop this video, pause it, go online and press the 30dayantidietchallenge.com and join the next challenge. The next challenge starts in few days.